Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is two A's after the M. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So you can just control C, control V, the email. I know it's, it's a little long-winded. I will be changing that in the future. So I have a number of things I want to discuss. There's a lot of new games coming out, a lot of things happening in the industry. But we will, of course, just focus on a couple of things this week. And of course, if there's any topics you want me to cover, send me an email, message me on Instagram, message me on Twitter. I've checked quite often, so I'll be able to check it out and maybe talk about it in my next episode. So the first thing I want to cover today are some of the games that are coming out very soon and the games that I am most interested in. So now I know that Returnal is coming out, which is a PS5 exclusive, but my thoughts are quite clear on that game. If you want to know more, you can definitely check out my previous episode, the previous podcast episode. I've also posted a couple of videos about it. I think mainly one video, but I did kind of cover it in a couple of other videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash But basically, I am not going to be buying that game at the moment. I do feel that 70 USD or in, in our case in Canada, 89.99 Canadian dollars before tax is a little too much for what that game is. Even though it might be a 10 out of 10, we will see. We will see what happens. The reviews are still not out and we'll discuss that later. But I am not 100%. I'm not super excited. Let's just say that. But I know that a lot of people are looking forward to that game. And I'm sure it is fun for those who do purchase that game. So we will move away from April and move into May. So in May, of course, one of my games that I'm just most excited for. I, I love the series, although I did get into the series quite late. But... Of course, I'm, I've just been the biggest fan since their last official entry into the title, into the series, which is Resident Evil Village. So this is basically Resident Evil 8. Uh, Resident Evil 7 kind of took this first person approach, which was very different, very new for a majority of Resident Evil fans and just, you know, people who knew about Resident Evil. For most people, most gamers in general, it was a very new concept. But it was not something that was extremely foreign. It was not something that we didn't want because just before that, I don't want to say the year, no, not not that year, but maybe a year or so before that or a couple of years before that, we got an amazing horror teaser called PT. It was a playable teaser. That's what, what it stands for. And it was basically a Silent Hills video game being made by Hideo Kojima with some input from Guillermo del Toro, I believe, if I could be wrong about that. And of course, would be starring Norman Reedus in the lead role. He took this first-person approach, which was different from the Silent Hill franchise, and people realized that, wow, this is actually very, very scary. And of course, we all know the story about that. The game got scrapped, but it's good that Capcom took note. Capcom took note of this and said, why don't we do this with our next Resident Evil entry and see how that goes? And Resident Evil 7 was a success. It was great. I don't know if the sales were what they wanted, but Resident Evil 7 was definitely it definitely won over a lot of horror game fans, including myself, who was not really into Resident Evil at that time. 
And because of that game, I played Resident Evil 2, I played Resident Evil 3, and whenever the new remakes come out, I will probably play those as well. And because of that, I am so excited for Resident Evil Village. It looks more of the same, same kind of horror elements. Obviously, it's adding a new locale, a new main villain of sorts, a new Mr. X sort of an NPC individual, whatever you want to call it. But overall, it is looks very good, looks very exciting. I will be playing on the PS5, so I do not know how this will run on the PS4. And as we've seen with Cyberpunk, that is going to be a that's going to be an issue. Let's just be honest about that. That's going to be an issue for a couple of games, but I do hope Capcom does a good job of making sure that the PS4 gamers get a functioning game, PS4 and Xbox One gamers. But I'm really excited about Resident Evil Village. So that is the one, my number one, I guess. I will just put it like a list, I guess. Number one game that I'm most uh, excited about. Not that it's a list where it's, it's ranked or anything like that. I'm just kind of listing it that way. So this is my what, number one uh, I should not say number one. It is my first game that I'm extremely excited for this year. So the other games that are coming out in May, we have Hood, Outlaws and Legends. It looks like a very interesting multiplayer game. It's coming out on basically everything. It has this Robin Hood looter shooter vibe to it, and I'm not sure how it will play out. It's not it's not very really clear what it was what it's, what it's all about exactly. But I know that a lot of people are excited about that, and I'm sure it'll be really fun. But that's a game to kind of look out for. Of course, we have Mass Effect Legendary Edition. This was a, this was definitely a game that I was quite excited about initially, until I found out that it was more of a remaster than a remake. Which is again, I I, I get it. They did, of course, add a couple of things here and there, especially for Mass Effect One. But I I think Resident Evil Two Remake. And even Demon's Souls remake, that has kind of spoiled me a little bit. I have played Mass Effect 2 and 3 when it first came out, and I kind of try I tried to play Mass Effect 1 way back, and I just I just couldn't get into it. But I would have wanted a more updated version of Mass Effect, and that is not what we're getting. But again, like for for full price, I just I just cannot. I just cannot spend that money on a remaster. Like I I'm already kind of taking my stance on the on the Nintendo front for all this, but I, I will be taking the same stance here. But I know that a lot of people are looking forward to that game and are, are very, very excited for it. Another big game that has kind of been making the wave, sort of, especially because it is coming out on Game Pass, is Knockout City. It is this dodgeball EA game. I think it's normally priced for like $20, so it's not very expensive, but it, you know they are still asking you for a little bit of money for it. It looks interesting. It looks like a cool new, you know, take on multiplayer games and everything like that i think everyone's just trying to emulate among us and and fall guys in some sense trying to find that next pandemic game that might just take over the world i don't think this is that this is that game i don't think this will do it for everyone but if you have game pass i mean why not that's one of the great things about game pass and that's one of the things that microsoft is doing so well is making sure to put new games all the time on game pass and just say hey you might not be interested but just give it a shot you never know if you might like it or not. So I know that people are interested about that and interested in that game. So that could be could be fun, could be interesting. We'll see what happens. The next one, of course, is Biomutant. This has been a game that a lot of people have been waiting for for a really long time. And I definitely was was like I said, it's, it's not it's still not my number two. We're still we're still just with Resident Evil Village so far. This was a game I was very interested in like three years ago. I don't know when they announced it because it was supposed to come out a while back and they just kept delaying it. But at this time, I don't know. I'm just not feeling that game. I'm just not that excited for it anymore. It's just kind of, this is the problem. This is the problem when games get announced way too early 
you know, you just kind of lose that steam. You just kind of lose that initial appeal for that game. And I wish that they had done a better job to make sure that, okay, we're going to kind of, you know, announce this. Maybe I kind of talked about this earlier as well. Maybe we should announce this game like six months in advance and a year in advance. Maybe we should just put a teaser and just not talk about it ever again. But at one point it did look like it was going to be coming out soon and they just never talked about it for such a long time, which is understandable. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just not that interested in it considering I have other games to look forward to. So Hopefully, if it's on a sale, I'll definitely pick it up at some point. Uh, now, June is is the time where we're going to be getting some good games. At, at least for me, I'm I'm pretty excited about one game in particular. No, actually two games in particular. Oh my God, I just realized two games in particular. But this is really awesome. This is good. So before we get to the games that I'm super excited for, we'll definitely talk about some of the other games that are probably on people's radar, which include Chivalry 2. So Chivalry 1 was a runaway success on PC. It kind of led to... Mordheim also coming out. I know there's probably other games like that that have come out. It's basically this fantasy, not fantasy actually, actually, the medieval warfare, you know, kind of gameplay where, yeah, yeah, medieval warfare. Yeah, medieval warfare, but it's on PC. I don't even know how to describe it, but it has like really cool physics and it's basically like a large scale fight. I think you probably play like between like 40 people on one map. I could be wrong about that. But basically, it's emulating medieval warfare. It's kind of not taking itself too seriously, at least from what I remember with Mordheim, where, you know, obviously uh, the stuff that's happening on screen is serious in a way, but the way the physics and everything work, it kind of has this weird comedic tone to it. And Chivalry 2 is, of course, kind of coming back, trying to take that throne back in a sense after Mordheim. So I know this could, this could be pretty interesting. It, it does look quite good. It does look nice, but I don't think it's going to really do anything for me to kind of just say, oh yeah, this is my next pc multiplayer game i don't even have a pc multiplayer game right now so i I doubt i will switch to that anytime soon but now the first game the first i should no, no number two number two on my list is ratchet and clank rift apart i am so excited for this game i am a lifelong ratchet and clank fan on the ps2 the literally the first game i put on the ps2 when i first got it was ratchet and clank i love Ratchet and Clank. I know a lot of people are on Jack and Daxter, Jack on that on that camp. In my case, I was always on the Ratchet and Clank camp. I love Ratchet and Clank, and from everything we've seen, the way it's kind of using the PS5 hardware, it just looks amazing. I I think this game is priced seventy dollars, and I've kind of talked about this. Games like this, single player games like this, I do not have a problem paying seventy dollars. Uh, like I said, if it was Last of Us Part Two, if it was Ghost of Tsushima. I would definitely pay $70. Returnal, again, I've made a video about this, so you can definitely take it out. I don't want to talk about it too much on this, but I am so excited for this game. I will definitely make sure to kind of report to you or let you know what I honestly think about the game because, again, I'm spending the money on it, so this way you'll get my opinion in terms of the money I've spent, and I will definitely not steer you wrong. I'll definitely let you know if it's worth $70 or not. From what we're seeing so far, it definitely seems like it is worth that, and if you have a PS5, if you love Ratchet & Clank, you probably already have pre-ordered this game or you're probably ready to buy this game when it comes out. So I'm pretty excited about that. It looks pretty good. Uh, I've, I've, of course, I kind of skipped over a couple of things like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade, and Guilty Gear Strive, which is, again, a, a cool fighting game. I, like, again, those look cool, but I'm just going to kind of focus on a couple of things, a couple of games that I'm looking forward to. I feel like otherwise we'll be on this forever. The next game that I'm extremely excited for is Mario Golf Super Rush. So I've been going through this weird golf video game phase. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening, but I love it. I love PJ. PJ Tour 2K21. I love Wii Sports Resort and I keep playing golf on my on my Wii U all the time. So 
I'm really into golf in general right now for whatever reason, even though I'm a horrible golf player in real life, but Mario Golf hits different that way. It's the same thing with Mario Tennis. It's the same thing with Mario Strikers. It's just we put Mario in any sports game and it's going to be amazing. So I'm really, really excited for Mario Golf Super Rush. It looks fun. It kind of looks like it's combining elements of Mario Kart, combining elements of like different Mario, Super, Mario, Super Smash, all this stuff, different kind of franchises just putting into golf and it looks really fun to be honest that's like the main thing for me uh, we'll obviously kind of skip over some of the other games that i'm not really interested in i feel like we're going to be taking way too much time otherwise of course in july because i have been really into monster hunter especially with rise this is my number four game that i'm most excited for monster hunter stories 2 i've never played stories 1 so i have no clue i have no clue what this holds for me but it's a turn-based strategy game. It's in the Monster Hunter world. I love Monster Hunter in general at the moment. I'm pretty excited. That's all it is. This looks really, really good. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm excited to try it out and see what it's even about. I don't even know what the story is. But, but Sebi was on this, on this podcast a while back. He sold me this game. I'm excited for this game, and it does look pretty good. You should definitely check out some trailers and whatnot if you are willing to check this out or if you want to check this out because it looks like it will hit a lot of check marks if you like any JRPGs. So we have, of course, in August, a number of games coming out. For me, the only game that sticks out to me, which is my number five most anticipated game, or I shouldn't say anticipated. I keep switching it as I say it, but whatever. My next game that I want is Kina Bridges of Spirit. Now, this was a game that was announced on the PS5 showcase or whatever it was last year, and it literally looks like a Pixar movie. It looks good. I mean, this was this looks like a Pixar movie before we started saying, you know, Ratchet and Clank games look like Pixar movies. Like, I shouldn't say before, but like, you know, you get what I'm saying. It looks like a Pixar movie because we, should, we used to say that about Ratchet and Clank when it first got announced or when it, you know, the trailer started coming out. That's the same thing with Kina Bridges of Spirit. Uh, it kind of gives me Beyond and Good Beyond Good and Evil vibes, which was a, like one of my, not all-time favorites, but a game that I really, really liked. I really, really enjoyed that game. So I'm pretty excited about that. And that's a game that's coming out in August. It's coming out really soon. I'm just so excited for that game. Other than that, I think there's not, there's not, honestly, I'm just doing the games that have a release date. So I know there's a lot of games that are supposed to come out this year, but in terms of release date, the only other game that I can see that I might be interested in checking out, and I want to put this as like a five and a half, I don't, it doesn't really work, but whatever, but like five and a half, I guess, is Deathloop, because I know it's a PS5 exclusive-ish or whatever. It's by Bethesda. It looks interesting. It has, again, a roguelite element to it, but not really at the same time. It's really hard to understand what's really happening with this game, but I'm pretty interested in it just to kind of know about it, like just learn more about it, I guess. I do not know if I'll get it day one, but like, let's see. Let's see. It is something that I am kind of keeping my eye on. So from that, we can move on to another topic. Is this the year when Call of Duty gets dethroned? Now, there has been a lot of rumors that the new Call of Duty might not be coming out this year. I know, I know, that never happens. That's, I'm just, as I'm saying it, you're probably pressing the unsubscribe button or something like that, but please just listen to me. I, I swear, like these, these are actual rumors that have been going around that for whatever reason, Sledgehammer Games that is responsible for the new Call of Duty that's going to be coming out this year is having a few development issues. I mean, we know a lot of companies have had issues, especially with the pandemic and everything like that. And it seems that that has kind of gone over onto that team and that development studio. So we don't know. It's not 100% confirmed, but it seems like it is possible that they might just kind of delay the Call of Duty that's supposed to come out this year and instead release more maps maybe for their older games, maybe Black Ops, maybe Modern Warfare, maybe release Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, which is another rumor that was kind of coming out 
But overall, it is pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting to think that if Call of Duty does not come out this year, it doesn't mean that the people who love Call of Duty or play Call of Duty just kind of go away. So why would they? Why would people? Why would it get dethroned? Well, we have Battlefield Six coming out, which is getting a lot of hype. A lot, a lot of hype. I'm not too sure why. I'm not. We haven't really heard anything about it other than just news here and there. But Battlefield 6 is, it is feeling like it's a game that's going to just kind of blow up, kind of similar to Battlefield 3 when that got announced and that got released. It, it honestly does feel very similar to that. And I, I, won't, I won't lie, I'm also kind of excited. I really enjoyed Battlefield 5. I know a lot of people didn't. I, really, I didn't really get into Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 3. For whatever reason, Battlefield 5 was the one that I really got into, got into and even Battlefield 1. But it does seem that Battlefield 6 is just getting a lot of people's attention in terms of a new experience, a new FPS game, a, a new known franchise. So it's not like it's a new franchise. It's a known franchise. So people can come to this and say, yeah, if I spend $60, $70 on this game, I know I'm going to get a game that is functioning, that works well, and that has a good amount of game modes and has just is just overall fun. But other than Battlefield 6, that can be the only game that just pulls Call of Duty fans because Call of Duty fans will be like, yo, I'm just going to play Battlefield 6 and I'll also play Call of Duty. Why is that an issue? But there's another game coming out. We also have Halo Infinite coming out this year. And all, all signs point to that game actually coming out this year. I know in my brain or in my prediction thing, I did think that I did say that it does seem like it's possible that it might get delayed. Uh, let's just say for, for the purpose of this, this topic, this uh, conversation here, it doesn't, it, it will come out. It's not going to get delayed. It will come out this year. And Halo Infinite, similar to Battlefield 6, because we've seen such a huge gap between those, uh, between those number titles, between titles in general, it does seem like there's a lot of hype around it. You know, Halo 5 came out and unfortunately just did not do what it was supposed to do. But people have been waiting for a new Halo game for a very long time. And this seems like the game that 343 Industries wants to make and also the game that fans want because they're listening to fans, especially what we saw last year when the game got delayed. They are definitely listening to fans. And if they even just release the multiplayer component, even though I'm a bigger fan of single player stuff, if they even just release that multiplayer stuff and it is free to play like they are planning it, planning for it to be, I definitely see a lot of Call of Duty fans jumping onto Battlefield 5, spending the money there, and then also Halo Infinite. And that, that will automatically, that itself would take up a lot of, a lot of space. Like just mindshare of these FPS gamers. So it, you, we never know. Look, I'm, I'm just kind of speculating here. It is very possible that Call of Duty will still remain number one. It will still be the best-selling game or title, whatever you want to call it, the, for this entire year. But this seems, this seems like the year, if there was any, for any of this change to happen. With Call of Duty possibly getting delayed with... Battlefield 6 coming out, with Halo Infinite coming out, with a free-to-play multiplayer, with Black Ops Cold War last year coming out and doing well in a way, but not really satisfying a lot of fans' needs. Like, I, for me, I enjoyed it, but I also buy Call of Duty games every once in a while. But I know for people who are like long-time long fans, they were not a big fan of Black Ops Cold War. So let's see what happens. I will, I'm definitely going to be picking up Battlefield, Battlefield 6. I'm quite interested in that one. And of course, I will be picking up Halo Infinite. Even if it's just a multiplayer, I'll download it. But please, just give me the campaign. I just want to know what happens next. All right, so next thing we should be talking about, or I want to talk about, based on something that was, that's kind of happening right now, I guess, with certain new games that are coming out, is how early should game reviews be available? And I never got this. I never understood 
why there wasn't a there wasn't a set time in a sense. So Returnal's coming out on Friday. A lot of people want to know whether or not this game is worth spending 70 USD or 89.99 Canadian dollars or 100 100 Canadian dollars after tax. So it's, why why would we want to spend that much, right? We're waiting for the reviews. And the review embargo for this game is literally a day. So they give you one day and say, "Hey, here's the reviews. The next day the game's coming out." And I get that. I get that they're saying don't pre-order the game. Obviously, they're not saying that. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Sony and everyone is more than happy for you to pre-order eight years in advance if possible. But let's just say they're saying, hey, don't pre-order in advance. The day before the game comes out, we'll let you know. We'll let you know whether or not the game is good. And like that's understandable. But on the other end, you see games like The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part 2, for example, or Ghost Tsushima. I could be wrong about the exact timing, but a lot of these reviews for those big kind of games come out a week in advance, sometimes even more than a week in advance, maybe even two weeks in advance, or maybe 10 days in advance. But basically, they do give you a longer period of time to kind of take in the review, get all the scores sorted, because I know that's what gamers do. I also do that. It's just a habit. Look at all the scores and kind of make an informed decision. Take your time. Take your time. And I have more respect for companies or developers that do that. So why can't we have something put in place that a game review or games should have reviews come out a week in advance. So this way you have, it's, it's, so you're not, with a, with a review that comes out a day in advance, you have literally one day to kind of decide whether or not you want to buy that game. Obviously, look, at the end of the day, don't, don't ever feel pressured because of a review and don't ever feel pressured because of marketing material, because of what you see on YouTube or influencers, anything like that. At the end of the day, this is your money, not theirs. So you have to make that informed decision, Right. I'm just looking from the perspective of if a game gets the review a day in advance, you're kind of, okay, I should, should I get this game? Should I pre-order it? Should I get it there? Should I go to Amazon? Should I go to Best Buy? Should I go here? You're kind of just going in the flurry of like, okay, this game got really good reviews. I was interested in this game. I'm going to buy it. I need to buy this now. And rather than kind of taking your time with it, maybe getting in more reviews, maybe getting in more, more podcasts or more, you know, just opinions about the game, just by that number, just by just getting that couple of reviews and just seeing what it is, immediately in a day, you're like, I'm going to purchase a game. And for me, that's not a, that's not making a purchase, uh, informed decision about your purchase. I took literally two to three weeks just to buy an office chair, right? For a lot of people that might be like, okay, really? Like, why, why would you think that much? But that's, that's just how I do it, especially if I'm spending a lot of money on something. I'm going to do a lot of research. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to make sure that my money is going for the right thing and for the right product that suits me. And I think that that is something that we all need to live by because we need to make sure that these companies in the end just want our money. They, they're, that's what they feed off of this. They're not our friends. They're not trying to like make our lives better or anything like that. For them, it's a transaction. It's, hey, we're going to give this thing that you want and you're going to pay us for it. And I, I, just, I just want people to be able to take their time not just see the reviews. Like I've, I've done this many times. I'm not even joking. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like think about a game. You know what? Like something like Death Stranding. I'm not going to say it's, I didn't enjoy the game or anything like that, but Death Stranding was the game where I immediately looked at IGN reviews and I think IGN gave it a nine. I could be wrong about that. Or it was GameSpot. But basically one of the review panels or, or whatever gave it a nine. And I was like, okay, wow, it, it is a good game. Okay. I wasn't sure what this game was about, but okay, it's a nine. And then over time, I started reading more into it, started reading other reviews, and it was like, wait, some people gave me a seven, where some people gave it a five, and some people are saying that they like it, some people are saying they don't, lo- don't like it, 
you know, and it was that thorough conversation that I completely missed initially. And I wish I was kind of more informed on that. And that's what I'm, I don't want this one day review thing to do to people. In one day, you might see a bunch of reviews pop up. You might go to Open Critic or Metacritic and just get your overall score. But again, that's one day you get the re- one day of, of reviews that you're able to kind of scour the internet or just go over in that moment. But you're going to be missing a lot of the nitty gritty of what the game is actually about when you go into the actual review itself, which is something we all don't do, which is a really, really bad thing. We should definitely read these reviews properly because they do kind of inform us of what the game is actually about. And even now, there's all these rumors. Again, you can look this up. There's a lot of rumors coming out that the game is anywhere between 30 to 50 hours, So, which is, again, for a lot of people, that's worth their money in a sense. But then other people are saying that the story is not that good, right? The story is not that good. At the same time, the game, it, it has obviously that very much that procedurally generated feel to it, which I was kind of complaining about, which I, the thing that I was kind of saying that a $70 game should not have that feel to it, especially when a game like Miles Morales is cheaper than that. But basically you get what I'm saying. One day, if, if, you, if this review, these reviews will come out tomorrow and I, I won't be surprised if it gets good reviews, but I just don't want people to use that one day's worth of reviews to buy the game the next day. I'd rather you take your time, get the reviews tomorrow, see the reviews, wait for a week. Wait for a week, listen to other podcasts, listen to YouTubers or or reviews, or just, just listen to things, read more about the game, and then make a decision. I definitely think you should take at least a week since the review. Even if it comes out the day before the game releases, you should always take like a week to kind of look at reviews, just kind of do your research on a game, and then buy the game. If money is no object for you, then you don't even need to listen to me. You probably can just skip this entire part of the podcast. But I do, I do think that one week should be a bare minimum for every single video game review. I know some people, some developers even do the same day thing, which is not okay. That should not be allowed at all. That review is something that people use to make an informed decision. And if you're worried that your game's gonna get get bad reviews, then that is telling. That is telling us a lot. That is telling us not to invest in that game. So I definitely don't agree with any developer, any studio, anyone like that, any publisher that says, no, we're gonna be, you can only make the reviews go live or the embargo lifts on the day of release at 12 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. Like, no, that is unacceptable. One day, I'm, I, I, it's like in between where I'm not completely okay with it, but I still say, okay, at least it is still before you make an informed decision. But I still think one week, one week should definitely be the bare minimum for any of these games, for any of these games that are coming out, especially in this day and age where not every, for $60 for one person is not the same for another person. And a lot of people are suffering during, because of what's happening in the world right now. So every penny, every single cent counts. And I wish that developers and publishers just treated their consumers with a bit more respect with that. I stand by with my whole stance on $70 games. I still don't think that's okay, especially if you have a deluxe edition, which Returnal does. Again, this was a point I made. A Returnal does have a deluxe edition. If you have deluxe editions, when you have season passes, when you have uh, when you have battle passes, when you have cosmetics and you have microtransactions, you have this and that and this. No, $70 is not okay. But I do think that we need to have a conversation about these reviews because they do need to come out in a timely manner. And like not everyone has the time. It's a Friday. It's a Friday, or no, I should say it's a Thursday somewhere. It's a Thursday when these reviews are coming out. Not everyone will be able to check the reviews all day or like check it out when it comes out, you know? 
it, it, it will just make more sense if the review pops up throughout the week, if it's been out for a week and you can make a decision based off of that. But again, I I know I'm going on tangents, but we can leave it there. I'll quickly go over some of the games that I have been playing. I've been playing a lot of Hitman 3. I'm trying to platinum the game, but that game has so many glitches, so many bugs, especially when it comes to the achievements or trophies. There's a lot of issue with the trophies uh, on, on my end. I know some people are having the same issue where I've done everything and the trophy has just not popped. And apparently they're going to be fixing it in some patch. I don't know. There's just patches coming out of Hitman 3 all the time. I put in 40 hours of that game and that game is still my game of the year so far. But man, like Ayo, you're like making, you're making it, you're definitely doing your best to kind of annoy me with this. Like there's just bugs and, and just weird issues here and there. And I just wish they fixed it. Like I get it. I get everything that's happening in the world, but we just need to kind of these bugs things, man. Like, I don't know. I may, I think maybe, I think maybe because Cyberpunk, I'm just kind of tired of all this, all these bug nonsense. But hopefully, hopefully they fix that and so I can get back and just platinum the game. I'm trying to platinum your game. I love your game. I want to buy the season pass and stuff like that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to support anything until everything is fixed. I'm just not, not in that mood to do anything like that. Other than that, I've been playing a lot of Demon Souls. I kind of just got back, gotten back into it because I was streaming it recently. And yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually like having a great time again. It's tough, but it's really, really fun. I kind of remember, I kind of reminded myself of why I actually enjoyed that game and why I really like that game. So I'm definitely going to be playing that game more and more now for, for a little while, at least until I can try to finish the game. It's it's, it's going to take me a while, but I I think this was the time. I think that I just won the Souls game, I think. Um, and I kind of mentioned earlier, I've been playing a lot of PGA Tour 2K21 with a, friend, a couple of friends of mine. Uh, but like I don't really play that game alone. I play it here and there, but I do play it with friends and like we can play four people together and it's really fun. It's actually, I, I like if you do find it on sale, like I definitely recommend checking it out, especially even if you're even interested in golf even a little bit. If you grew up playing Tiger Woods like I did or if you like Mario Golf at all, it's definitely worth a pickup. Like they did a great, great job. Like um, PGA Tour 2K21, the 2K made it. Yeah, I think it was the people that made Golf Club. So they, they're owned by 2K now and they made it. And if I'm not mistaken, they now own the Tiger Woods name. I could be wrong, but I think the next one, the next PGA Tour game that comes out this year is going to be called Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2K22. I know it's getting longer and longer, but I'm pretty excited about that. I, I'm really enjoying this game. It is very easy for people to get into, so it's not hard. Even if you don't, haven't played the other games or not really into golf games, it's very easy to pick up. So I definitely, definitely think you should check it out if you're interested in in it uh, and of course if you if you really want to know i can i can set up a stream where i play the game and you can check it out and make a decision based off of that so thank you everyone for joining today it really means a lot i know i went all over the place today but this is it was, i was just in that mood it's 11:52 p.m here i was just in that mood i just want to kind of ramble a little bit and just kind of came across like this so well i know i i know i do this quite a bit but whatever this is this is why you come back this is why you come back and hopefully if you're if you're at this point of the show you enjoyed it a little bit at least so thank you thank you so much everyone once again please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com that's amandamangames at gmail.com that's two a's after the m i will be streaming quite a bit uh, on twitch so please follow me at twitch.tv slash amandaman i'll be posting a number of videos on youtube as well so keep a lookout on the, uh, for that on youtube.com slash amandaman all this stuff is in the social media links in the description below and i will see you next time bye